Hello and welcome to Egyptian Dream, the AFCON 2019 podcast brought to you from Cairo by the Planet Sport Football Africa team. Here we are, it's day 20 of Africa's finest tournament. I'm Liam Flint. I'm Tom Ellis. And that was Moses the Camel. Now we'll explain more about that later on. But it goes without saying, we ended up going to the Great Pyramids of Giza yesterday, along with our friend Kamal the Camel Guy, which makes for a very interesting story itself. We'll be discussing our experience from the pyramids and we'll also be previewing tonight's quarterfinal clashes between Senegal and Benin and then South Africa versus Nigeria. But Tom, there's only one place to start really. It was one of those days yesterday where you think, hmm, might have to tell my grandkids about this. After years of seeing the image of these great pyramids uh, on postcards, in study books, having obviously studied ancient Egypt in school, to be there right in front of them was such a surreal but amazing experience. And to be there at the foot of the Sphinx, the great statue, it's a body of a lion and the head of a pharaoh. Uh, it's a quite an amazing thing which sticks out from the desert right before the Great Pyramids. And it, it was an amazing experience. We were just there and we, we called this guy, as you said, Liam, called Kamel, who happens to have three camels. It was a, quite a bizarre experience. Just called him up on the phone and, and said, yeah, we, we're here at the pyramids. Can we have three camels to take us around and see the sights? And sure enough, next thing we know it, three camels were waiting with our friend Kamel for us to ride across the desert in so an amazing experience and a real privilege to see those sites and find out a bit more about the history indeed it's one of those things you learn about in your history lessons you see it in the textbooks but actually seeing it up close and personal they are huge they are huge they really are wonders and by camel as well the last of the seven ancient wonders of the world still intact there's a fact for you, but you didn't know that one. More where that came from. Plenty more where that came from. So as we met up with Kamal and introduced us to our three camels, I think yours was Charlie the camel, wasn't it? Yeah, mine was called Charlie, who had a bit of a mind of his own, and I ended up pulling away from the group. steering, pulling away from the group and steering my way, navigating my way across the desert. Uh, at one point, I thought I might have left you guys behind at the pyramids and. Thought it might be a long time before I saw you again, but a wonderful steed of a camel. Yeah, mine was called Charlie. Yours was called Moses. Good friend of mine, Moses. It was quite fitting, actually. Uh, we developed a good bond. It was amazing to think of all the history there between the pyramids, Egypt, and, of course, Moses, an important figure there, if you know anything about your Bible. Uh, and then we had Alexander tagged on on the end. Steve, our colleague. Steve Vickers, of course, Football Africa producer. He was having a, a mental battle. <laughs> uh, so Alexander wasn't the friendliest of camels, so he had to ride his luck a little bit in between the humps of Alexander. But we, we journeyed round, and the great thing about this was that we had Kamal, he had his friend with him. They were very much experts in the best spots to go. We managed to stay longer than most of the other tourists. They all got kicked out at four o'clock. We managed to stay for an extra half an hour so we went round the Great Pyramid, we went round 
the Sphinx, and then they took us up to an amazing viewpoint, didn't they, Tom? Mm. A panoramic picture point where we did some uh, great poses, pretending that we were stepping on the pyramids and holding them up. Absolutely, there were nine pyramids to see on the site there at Giza. Giza is just across the other side of the River Nile from where we are. And it's actually, it's quite bizarre because you, when you see images of the pyramids, you kind of see them in the middle of the desert. And it is, but also right next to the desert and right next to the site, it's people's homes, businesses, cafes, there's even a pizza hut overlooking the pyramids. Got it all. Uh, so it's not completely in the middle of nowhere. It's actually alongside people's homes and businesses. Um, and then suddenly you've got these yeah, amazing wonders, ancient wonders of the world just stood there as monuments to times gone by. And, and hopefully we'll be able to share with you a, a few more facts and a bit more history now. We're going to run through a little quiz here to really show whether we're actually paying attention to our tour guys yesterday. This will be a little bit of fun. We'd love for you to play along with us wherever you are listening. Each one of us has a better grasp of ancient Egypt and the amazing site that is the Pyramids of Giza. So shall I kick us off, Tom? Yeah, go for it. Which pharaoh was the Great Pyramid, that's the biggest one, built for? Was it A? You've got to say it now. <laughs> Jose? Jose. 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 B, Ramses II. C, Khufu. D, Cleopatra VII. Or E, Tutankhamun. Your answer, please. My answer is C, Khufu. Correct. The pharaoh that the Great Pyramid was built for was, in fact, Khufu. How long did it take to build the Great Pyramid? Was it A, 10 years, B, 20 years, C, 50 years, D, 100 years, or E, 250 years? I'm quite confident with this one. I'm going B, 20 years. I think it took them 20 years to build the Great Pyramid. It's a long time. It was, in fact, B, Good. 20 years, or closest estimate at least. Tom, how many major pyramids are there at the Giza necropolis? One, three, 12, 18, or 45? Now, this is an interesting one because our tour guide said there were nine, and I've just said there were nine. And nine's not on there, so. <laughs> <laughs> Next best. Thing. I am going to go for. Okay, major pyramids. No, that's interesting. Listen mm. to the question, Tom. I'm going to go for B, three, because there were a few smaller ones, so there I think, were. yeah. That's very wise of you. You're correct. It is three. There are three major pyramids Come on. at the site. True or false, Liam? Historians are sure that the Pyramid of Giza was built by thousands of slaves captured from enemy countries. True or false? False. I believe that they were actually built by skilled workers. Boom. The answer is... False. I was correct. We're doing it, quite well. It was built by skilled workers. Yeah, we are doing well. Okay, let's finish with one more, shall we? Yep. Tom, a tester. How tall was the Great Pyramid of Giza when it was originally built? Because it's not as tall as it used to be. Mm -hmm. A, was it 72 feet when it was originally built? B, 114 feet. C, 239 feet. D, 481 or E, 1,245 foot tall. I'm gonna go for D, 481 feet, which is pretty big. And he got it. 
So let's say 80% we achieved there. And seeing as we spent most of our tour yesterday being told about the best selfie spots rather than the history of the pyramids, I think that's a solid effort. So lots of great facts there about the pyramids. That one at the end, um, it was originally built at 481 feet. It, it's now standing around 450 feet, closer to 450 feet after centuries of erosion. So if you're wondering why these pyramids were built in the first place and for what reason, there's still many questions around this, but Egypt's pharaohs expected to become gods in the afterlife. So to prepare for this and to prepare for the next world, they would erect temples to the gods and build these massive structures, the pyramids, which would act as tombs for themselves. So filled with all the things that each ruler would need to guide and prepare them as they go into the next world. Okay, so with our AFCON hats firmly back on, let's look forward to tonight's quarter-final matches. We have two coming your way. The early kickoff sees Senegal versus Benin, who just continue to defy the odds. Still haven't won a game in 90 minutes at this tournament, but they will play the Taranga Lions tonight in knockout football. And following that, we have the big one, South Africa, take on Nigeria. Both teams will be full of confidence after knocking out Egypt the hosts and Cameroon, the holders, respectively. Tom, let's start with Senegal versus Benin. Where do you think this one's going to be won and lost tonight? Well, Senegal have a quality team uh, in lots of different areas across the pitch and, and their squad is strong. They've got the likes of Sadio Mane, of course, one of four players to score three goals in this tournament so far. And if he's on fire, then as we know and as we've seen from the previous season in the Premier League, he will be pretty unstoppable. Um, and, and as we saw in their last game, Kalidou Koulibaly is an absolute rock in defence, winning everything in the air. So they're really tight at the back as well. On Sadio Mane, you know he's missed those two penalties in the previous games. He's actually just recently come out now and he said he's going to be giving over the penalty responsibility. So he's resigning from spot kick duty to give someone else a go, even though he's already scored three goals from open play. So I think lots of people are wondering, is that actually going to come? Or if he gets one tonight, is he going to try again? He could miss a hat-trick of penalties. But no, he's, uh, he's taken the heat out of that one and he won't be taking another spot kick for a while. Yeah, so his side will be looking to win their first Africa Cup of Nations title. And they are many people's favourites. But then we have first-time quarter-finalists Benin, who've actually drawn all four of their games in this tournament after normal time. Although they have held the likes of Cameroon, Ghana and Morocco to stalemates. So they've got past some major teams in this tournament and they deserve to be there. But I think Senegal will go through on this one. Yeah, I think it's, it's very much a question tonight for Benin of can they handle the occasion? And the other game, of course, we have South Africa versus Nigeria. Really tough one to call this. South Africa will be full of confidence having knocked out Egypt. So it'll be really interesting to see if they set their stall out again in the same way where they just soak up pressure and then look to counterpunch, which we saw Tom them do so well against Egypt. The likes of Percy Tau caused plenty of problems against Egypt when we saw them last play. And I think if they're on form, then they could be a real surprise package in this game. 
Yeah, I think a lot of it is going to be determined whether they can keep Odi Nagalo quiet, whether they can keep the Ahmed Moussas and the Alex Awobis quiet. Because defensively, they did look shaky against Egypt. But like you say, they do have that counter-attacking threat, pace on the wings with Lorch and Percy Tau as well. Yeah, and unfortunately for them, Odi Nagalo has hit form just at the right time for the Super Eagles, scoring twice and setting up another goal in that 3-2 win over Cameroon to reach the last Eight. So he'll be hoping to continue that fine form into this game. And just a, a side point as well, just keep tabs on John Obi Mikel. Of course, bit of a Nigerian legend, but he's already said that this will be his last AFCON, full stop. But it, imagine if Nigeria go out tonight and perhaps they go out badly, could we see an announcement after the game saying that he's retired from international football altogether? Who knows? He has been hinting at things. He's getting on a little bit. And he's been stressing that he wants the younger players to come through. And I think he even said he's only here this time as, a, as some moral support to really encourage them. So football-wise, he might already have mentally checked out. So keep tabs on that in the press tomorrow, depending on what happens to the Super Eagles. And then the only other thing to add is the introduction of VAR mm. from tonight. The video assistant referee system will be introduced in the quarterfinal stages. It's not been used during the rest of the tournament. So that will be an added element of intrigue to these matches. And I'm sure we'll add a bit of spice to some of the decision-making during these games. Even when you do have VAR, it almost seems to create more mm. problems. People always say, oh, we need VAR from the beginning. But actually, it's a bit of a blessing in a way because you can't review and be picky. Whereas now, I think everything's just going to get reviewed because there's the fear of getting things wrong on the big stage. OK, before we leave you, let's check in on social media. And ahead of tonight's South Africa game in particular, some of you have been discussing the role of striker Lebo Matiba, who's been leading the line for Bafana Bafana with Percy Tau and Lorch on either side. Here's what some of you have been saying about his contribution. It's really interesting, this. Quite a uh, split opinion so far. We've had Sikalelo Jobe. You've said he did a good job. Thank you, Lebo, for creating that goal the other day. Francis Mbawa says he's a good player and he has made the best pass of the match to launch to score our goals. We have Wanga Gift who has said this guy is very weak. Another message asking that he be benched for this game. So lots of you are undecided. But then we have a very strong opinion here from Chris Tabang who says some guys don't understand football. I mean, look at his touches, his control of the ball and he can share it as well. I think he's a good striker. Pity people can't see that. You've also been getting in touch over WhatsApp. Cherno Jallo from The Gambia said derbies never disappoint. So it was with the West African derby Cote d'Ivoire versus Mali. Congrats to the Ivorians. I think Ghana was unlucky despite the poor performance in this year's AFCON because that IU goal should have stood. Going to the semi-finals I will stick with Cloud Roy's prediction that Senegal, Nigeria, Algeria and Tunisia will progress. We asked you, after all the shocks, which team do you think will now win AFCON? Sarja B. Conte from The Gambia says either Nigeria, Senegal or Algeria. Makang Sambu from The Gambia says Mali is already out, but I can say the better team has lost. They have played better than the Ivorians. I still put my money on Senegal.
Thank you for getting in touch. If you'd like to send us your messages, your reactions and your voice note, get in touch on this number. It's plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. And you can also have your opinions read out on the Egyptian Dream podcast. So that's us for today. Nothing left to do but to go and watch the football, I think. Soak up the sun, the atmosphere, and we will be at the Cairo International Stadium this evening for the big one. Bafana Bafana versus the Super Eagles. Who's going to win? Tune in tomorrow to find out. But for now, I'm Liam Flint. And I'm Tom Ellis. And this has been the Egyptian Dream podcast brought to you by the Planet Sport Football Africa team here in sunny Cairo, reporting on everything AFCOM. See you tomorrow. Bye. Mm. 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 Mm.